What's up, everybody? Good morning from Southern California. I am uh, going to talk this morning. By the way, this is my Christian walk. And I am getting ready to embark on a trip to the East Coast to visit my lovely, wonderful girlfriend. And um, today I want to talk about sex. Now, let me put it in the right context. I'm talking specifically about pornography. Uh, This is a very, very huge problem for some uh, and for others not. As a matter of fact, in the secular world that we live in, even as a man who believes in Jesus Christ and believes in God and believes in, well, what sex was created for, we were given the God-given gift of procreation. Of course, that's not the only reason to have sex, obviously. And there's been stereotypes throughout the ages of how sex is in relation to a man versus a woman. But I am talking about this pornography uh, topic because I just watched a two-episode documentary on an institution entitled Pornhub. And Pornhub is under the umbrella of another company called MindGeek which is located in Montreal. And they have done some really, really awful crap. And I'm not going to focus on the activities of MindGeek, aka Pornhub, specifically because to me, this is just reflective of what the devil does. See, in Christian theology, we believe that there is an enemy that is sort of the czar of sin. He is the head honcho. He is the man downstairs that reigns in the area of sin. Sin is emanated from our flesh. Our flesh is what we're born into this world with, and it accounts for everything that uh, I guess resembles desire, coveting. Uh, It can also go off the rails and be extremely injurious and awful behavior and having been a victim to those kinds of tendencies since I am a human being I'm a mortal I am a sinful man what sex does in pornography is it takes the gift of love making that God created within all of us and it has morphed it into a very profitable business specifically for profit And the, without going into a lot of detail, you can watch the two episode documentary if you want. Uh, It's not glorification. There is no nudity in it. There is no uh, inappropriate content. It is, I think, a very instrumental look, uh, an instrumental film in looking at what essentially this Pornhub mind geek business does. And it's awful. But what the, the reason I'm talking about this today, y'all, is because what this shows is another clear-cut piece of evidence of the fallen world that we live in and why we as Christians, or even if you're on the fence, or even if you're listening to this podcast today and you're thinking, well, what's the big deal? Who are they hurting? Okay, let me break it down this way. If God created sex exclusively for a man and a woman. Now, I don't want to get into a whole debate 
about homosexuality because that's a whole nother topic. But let's just use, concede this to me, man and a woman, because the natural outgrowth of sex between a man and a woman is a baby. So I'm just going to focus on that right now. And I'm not trying to be evasive, okay? But I want to deal with this topic in relation to heterosexuals. So God created, here's my point again, God created sex for a man and a woman. The man and a woman, if they are in a committed marital relationship. Now, I take exception to the modern institution of marriage because I don't believe the word marriage is what God is holding us to in our whatever state you want to call it. If we're monogamous, if we're committed to somebody, if we love them, does that mean that the marriage certificate, and I don't want to get off topic, does that mean that the marriage certificate has to be present for God to bless it? I don't believe so. You know, in the ancient world, if you wanted to get married and you were a sheep herder and you saw another uh, woman across the fields and you wanted to marry her and you were in love with her, your parents probably made some arrangement, exchanged livestock and boom, you're married and you had kids and you lived till you died. That was marriage, okay? Could there have been a ceremony? Absolutely. But is it the contractual, contractual relationship we have today, which entails uh, selfish, at times evil attorneys and a lot of money? No, no, I don't believe it. But pornography, excuse me, I was just taking a swig of coffee. Pornography does two things. Number one, it glorifies sinful behavior. And I guarantee that the performers in pornography are not Christian. They could not be. You cannot do that in the eyes of God. Make money, degrade yourself for pleasure. And you know what that does? Every act of one night or any sex absent of a committed relationship, y'all, every act of that behavior, sexual behavior, just further pushes you away from God and towards Satan, because Satan glorifies pleasure when done improperly. Satan glorifies the feeding of our sinful behavior. He glorifies it. He pushes it. He tempts us. I mean, that is the flesh. Pornography is the flesh on steroids. So the reason I'm talking about this is because if you watch porn, and I'm not going to divulge personal behavior of mine. I will just say this. You figure it out. I'm a middle-aged, a little past middle-aged man. What do you think? Do you think I've ever done it? Okay. It's really not that hard of a scenario, but I will tell you this. I don't do it now. I don't do it now because primarily, and I'm not going to say I haven't struggled as a man. And that's what porn does. It seduces men. Now, I don't know about women. I'm obviously not a woman. It seduces men into trivializing it, minimalizing it, making it no big deal. What's a big deal? Who am I hurting? You know, I'm, I'm horny. I'm lonely. You know, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's the devil. That's the devil. Okay. Watching other people make love and have sex and getting off on that and having an orgasm is evil. It's sinful. It's like you're doing it with them. So you need to push that out of your life. 
And you just need to trust me on this, that what you're doing is you're just putting another notch in the belt of your depraved, sinful state. You are hammering home the fact that it's not that we're perfect, y'all. Christians are not perfect. Christians struggle with pornography. But you open up that Pandora's box and you're going to leave yourself open. So you got to shut it. And what this documentary did for me is it showed the way Satan works. He hides. He hides things. He wants to reframe things so that you never really see the behind the scenes. All right? All right, everybody. This has been a... Another segment, I just was looking for my Anchor platform, and now Anchor is like Spotify for whatever. It's it's like, so I'm still going to call it Anchor, but uh, you can find, uh, if you're listening to this, you can probably listen to it on Spotify Podcasters. Anyways, have a great day. God bless you. Please pray for me. I'm flying this evening to Pennsylvania, the East Coast, okay? All right, and if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, let me tell you what that means really quick, because that is the heart of the Christian faith. You know, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I struggle all the time. When I throw a litany of vulgarity out, I struggle with that. I go, why do I, why do I talk that? When I'm familiar with friends and I'm chatting with my male long-term friends who are many of them not Christian, and I just fall into this pattern, it, it's sort of like the um, kind of muscle memory, if you will, of what it's like to be a person who believes in Jesus Christ but lives in a fallen world. You see, we live in a fallen world. It is, there's evidence all around us. So, you know, talking because you are familiar with people in a vulgar way feels so natural because in a way it kind of is. All right. We're sort of a hybrid, y'all. We're sort of a hybrid of natural, human, fallen, uh, more uh, mortal people, but then we're also spirit. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you don't know Jesus Christ, there is a magical thing that will happen. I know people like to make fun of that, atheists and stuff. You get right with God by just opening yourself up and saying, look, God, I know I have never believed in you, uh, but I am honestly, you know, come to God contritely, honestly, and humbly, and he will reveal himself to you. There will be something, a paradigm shift that will occur within you. And then the Bible will start making a hell of a lot of more a hell of a lot more sense. I am reading Romans right now, and I'm so fed by that. I got to do it now more. And sometimes I've gone like months, man, months, where I and I and I'm just so stupid uh, spiritually because that is death. That is Satan. Also, Satan is right around the corner. Every step of the way, while you are living on this earth, he is there to f you up. He is there to derail you. He's there to redirect you. He's there to basically. Do anything you can to just F you up. Okay? So come before Jesus. Ask him to come in your life. Know that he died for you. Know that the sacrifice he gave is so that your sins would be forgiven. And you will start to live a different life. To what degree? I don't know. But you will. All right, everybody. God bless. Peace. Peace.